So, I've had a few people mention to me about when I talk about mental illness, they want me to elaborate or, or, or why am I using that example? Or why am I trying to make it seem like everybody in there is, is uh, there's something wrong with them? So, I'll go ahead and talk about it and then you can make your own judgment whether I'm right or wrong. All right. Okay, well, the whole thing is, is all the people that I've met and the date when they open up to me and I, and they, you know, they're honest, first of all, you know, they're honest, like, okay, let's just take, for example, a drug dealer, met many, you know, I was one at one time, so they say, okay, look, this is a commodity I have for adults. Grown adults making a conscious decision. They want something that the government is deemed illegal. That has nothing to do with me. I'm providing something that Americans need to help function. That's all I'm doing. Okay. It doesn't matter that it's against the law. That he's in prison probably for the second or third time doing it. So he gets out and does the same thing over and over. In 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 a in a that's insanity. You're doing the same thing, and you're expecting different results. So it, whether he realizes it or not, that's what he's doing. And, but then you go deeper. Well, what is it? Why don't you want to pay taxes and function like everybody else? What is it? What's the root of it? You don't tell him in that problem because then he thinks he's being psychoanalyzed, which he is by me but i want to know what it is does he have a problem with authority figures you know, he don't want to pay tax he don't give a fuck about the government well it started somewhere usually you find out well his dad was gone or in prison you know it was like this that so he don't care about authority he never had any authority in his life did whatever the fuck he wanted so that's how he grew up and after you lived that way for so long your mind's warped you're believing a falsehood, so you're fucking mentally ill, whether you realize it or not. That's my conclusion. And usually there's something, other things, but whether they open up or not, it doesn't matter. I've already drew my conclusions, and that's all that matters to me. All right, another one. Well, me, I would tell people, and I really believe, look, I hadn't mentioned it, but I had a federal counterfeiting charge. I was making money, making bills. So, I was just stimulating the economy. That's what was going on. We, we were in the Obama years, and I like Obama, but it was getting lean out there. So, I thought, you know what, I'm going to print up some bills, and I'm going to go out and pass them around and, and stimulate the economy. And that's exactly what I did. And when I got sentenced in the federal system, if you've been through it, before he sentences you, the judge says, Sir, do you have anything you want to say before I pass judgment on you? And I always do. I always say, yes, Your Honor. And I apologize to the court and everybody for wasting their time. But I tell them, Your Honor, all I was doing was trying to stimulate the economy. That's it. And I kept it to a bare minimum. He laughed and then sentenced me. He could have slammed me, but he didn't. He didn't give me the maximum. You know, he appreciated honesty. I guess he believed I believed it. Anyway, so I met Elvis Presley's son in, in, in prison. He, he says that he don't want none of that money. 
but then he actually looked like Lisa Marie, but he had freckles. And this guy, uh, it was either right before I got jumped. Yeah, it was. Cause yeah, it was right before I got beat up in '93 in prison. Got my teeth cracked, which I just got fixed. If you noticed one of the earlier videos, I still got a chip. Then I got it fixed, but I got whooped in prison. And uh, right before that happened, I met this dude, and he swore up and down that uh, his mom had been with Elvis and she got pregnant. She swore it was there was no way it could be anybody else's. But he didn't want nothing to do with it because apparently she had tried to reach out once, and uh, they weren't trying to hear it. So he's pissed off, and uh, and he's like, I don't want nothing to do with him, man. Fuck him. And, uh, but he believed it, you know, and the dude that brought him to me, he was fucking like, I could see him grinning and shit. Like, you know, he, I don't know why he brought him to me. He probably thought I was going to say something real crazy to him, but anyway, and, and, uh, all right. And then people that have been, people that are in there for murder, the killers, they have justified what they do. I've met more than one that they, they think they're like a an avenging angel or something they think god is guiding them and when they take somebody's life they done something wrong they nobody might not know about it but they've done something that's why they're at that position that that's why they met him because he's fixing to deal with them for god so if that ain't insanity i don't know what is and I've met plenty like that. And there's some in prison. They're cool. They're quiet. They got some bullshit white collar crime or whatever. But man, these motherfuckers are stone cold killers. Stone cold. And listen to me. They watch people and study people. And if they ever get the opportunity, they get somebody in a blind spot that they can kill them and get away with it. They will. Because they've deemed this person unworthy to live. You hear me? They've judged them every they're gonna do it they've done it so that's insanity you hear me and for whatever reason i ain't been able to figure out yet these people are not drawn to me but i i cross paths with them all the time i always cross paths with these people that are fucking crazy you know or, or they're all right, but they got twisted views and philosophies and ideology they're just they're they're out there but I mean, they're, they're, they're all right. It's okay. I mean, they've found a place where they're comfortable and found people that they're comfortable with because everybody can't be the same in that place. It would be total fucking chaos because this is what the people use the term alpha male, alpha male. Let me tell you something in prison. Everybody's fucking alpha male, most of them, because listen, this is what it is. This in prison, this is what it means. It's not the loudest and the toughest. If you in your mind believe, man, I don't care who it is, I can take this motherfucker out. I can, I, if I just get the right move or, or catch him slipping, I can get him, I can take him down. So you're not going in and defeat. You're not thinking, oh, this dude's big. He can beat my ass or he'll kill me. No, you're thinking if if I have to, if I have to come up from behind and stick him or whatever, I'll do it. See, you're willing. You're willing to do whatever it takes to survive. Now, that's being a fucking alpha male because trust me, it comes to that point sometimes. And if you don't, if you buckle up, if you lay down, man, it's like a lamb 
just flayed open and opened up and all them fucking wolves are coming in to take a bite. So it's better to just to deal with it whenever it comes. I want to talk about Lenny again. I hadn't really talked about Lenny at all because I get sidetracked and I start talking about other stuff. Oh, and uh, so earlier, look, in the, the previous uh, episode, I was talking about a guy and that treachery, how that happens and, and some of the things in there. But look, I want to elaborate on that because I want you to see how deep it can go. And, and whether, you, in other words, you might think that these people truly, truly love you, but I mean, just that quick, they can turn on you. Okay. So after that, uh, after the, that happened, after the stabbing incident happened, before the confrontation between the, the two and I was there happened in between that time, this guy got out and he went to, he went to, uh, he's in Texas and, uh, he went out there and started uh, hanging around with him, became a member and all that and done a lot of things for him. I mean, when we were back together, locked up, he told me some things he'd done. So they, they, they had his trust and he had theirs. So, uh, when he said he was passing through, he was on his way to the valley. He was going to go pick up a, a load for these people. Cocaine, uh, 100 pounds of pot, just taking care of business. They were going to go make some money. Okay, so on the way to go pick up the money, there's something going on there. And there's a guy, he didn't fell out of good graces with these people. And he's half dead. They're about to do him in. And so old boy says, look, man, just stop playing with him. Kill him. Throw him in the trunk of my car. I'm heading out to the valley. I'll bury him somewhere on the way. You know, it's just like no big deal. And he's trying to hurry him up. Like, hurry up. Come on, man. I got to go. I got to get to the valley. I want to get there before it gets dark. I'm going to go to this dance or whatever. He could care less about this body that's about to be in his truck, in his trunk. See, that's insanity. That's what I'm talking about. But it's the norm. And it, it, in, in, uh, Everybody that goes to prison isn't going to be subjected to that. But you know what? They're there or they're coming out or they've uh, been reduced in, in, in their classification status and they move around. So I don't care where you go. There's that element there and, and they're ready to pounce. They look for weakness and they see people that are scared or whatever. And man, they're coming after you, you know. They're coming. I'm telling you. So it, it, the best thing to do is just stay out of trouble. Just don't get involved with the law because I'm telling you, they're not playing around. And 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 uh, the violence isn't the worst part. People think, oh yeah, it's just violent. Yeah, it is. But it's the mind games, the mental games. Because you 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 get beat up, you can heal. You know, your scars are going to heal your, you can get fake teeth once if you get your teeth kicked out, like so many people doing there, but the, the emotional, the emotional scars, that trauma, that shit's with you forever. Some shit happens with you and you're, uh, you hate another race forever. If you're not prepared or if you don't see what's going on, if you can't see past what's right in front of you, this dude bumping, talking, if you don't even want to, uh, stop to think well maybe there's something behind this it's not just black and white maybe there's a reason this dude's like this regardless if it has anything to do with me if you're not willing to go there then it's over you're fucking you're stained you're gonna be hit you're you're it's over for you man you know 
You're going to be biased against certain people for the rest of your life. And if you come in and out, if they gain what they're trying to do and you start that recidivism, you know, you're going to join the gang because now you hate certain people and it's best to be over here with them. And oh, now great. Now they're going to get to use you. I mean, come on, man. It's a vicious cycle and you can't win unless you get to the point where you realize, hey, there's something else or something better. If I'm here for life, I'm going to make my circle of friends or my little area. This is going to be positive and better. But the rest of it is for the birds. That's why I'm talking about it. And I, I, I like uh, doing uh, talking about certain aspects because people don't believe it. Sometimes, you know, I'll joke around and, 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 and say things. And sometimes I say things that I don't mean to because it's, it's just gross or, or, or perverted but man you hear that so much in there you know you hear it so much in there you can't help it you know it's almost like second nature you know i said earlier some of the stupidest funniest people i mean straight comedians i mean people will just have you rolling but but you know like i say when the laughter stops and 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 you're out there alone by yourself just talking you know because everybody needs somebody that they can trust just to vent with i mean 99.5 percent do a lot of the other ones you know like i said the ones that have no conscience have no nothing they don't care they stay alone too but other people like to have at least one person they can trust and talk to you know they talk about things man because for years and years they've been holding it in i'm telling you man when you don't vent or you don't grieve or you don't just communicate that shit causes things in the few and that you wind up using drugs you wind up committing crimes or whatever and you get in trouble and you wind up in that place okay so and now they're there and now they're talking and now they're opening up and for me that's great because man i'm telling you i learn so much from people and i'd like to write about it look i, I i'm the one guy i will mention because he's my like my brother and he loves me and he wouldn't care craig whitley He's from Abilene. Man, I would write these little short stories. We were in SEG together. You know, he had a 99-year sentence. And uh, and uh, it's crazy because he had been locked up. And he was getting out. And he, he believed in God. And he got out and met this woman. And, man, he fell hard. He fell in love. And uh, something happened. He got angry. He hadn't dealt with a lot of anger and grief. And the first time he got angry, man, that convict came out and he went and got an AK and went and took care of business. So now he got a 99 year sentence and a young new bride outside. And lo and behold, he blamed God for that one too. I'm like, hold on, man. God didn't give you that AK. He didn't tell you to go shoot that dude up. So you can't blame him. That girl divorced you and moved on. Well, that dude, this was hilarious. He was funny, but he was, and he was smart. He was an artist, man. But listen to me, when, it, when, when the laughter stopped, you know, and we'd get to talk, we'd go outside together it, in seg. He was in seg segregated too. He, uh, he had an they thought he was trying to escape anyway so we go out there and uh and, and we talk man and and the laughter was over it wasn't no more joking you know and he was like dude i know i'm gonna do 15 20 years bobby and i'm i'm, I'm angry man they're gonna let me go back out to population and i know something's gonna happen because the first 
first person that says something crazy to me, I'm going to go off. And, and uh, man, like I say, I, at that time, I, I, I didn't have much to tell him. I, I didn't know what to tell him. But all I knew was uh, that I felt sorry for somebody because he's white. And I just felt bad if he went out there. And that ro- that unit was rolling. It was rocking and rolling. I mean, they were not playing. They were, it was terrible, you know. As soon as a bus came in, I, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something, and I promise you, I'm not exaggerating. When a new bus came in, new, new cons coming in, you got a speaker for uh, blacks. You got a speaker for the Mexicans. And they're sitting here just watching the truck, and they're picking like okay you get two and i get two and he'll pick two people okay we're gonna shake that them two down this one okay we're gonna shake them two down and they've done divided the spoils as they get off the bus humans and they're gonna okay those are ours those are ours as soon as they get in there wherever they go they got somebody waiting for them boom they're gonna whoop their ass they're gonna find out if they got money they're gonna tell them how much they're gonna pay every week or the ones that fight and fight again they're gonna leave them alone but the ones that fold up they're going to take everything they have for the entire duration of their sentence. And if they go and try to tell the officers, the officers are going to go and tell the inmates that they just went and asked for help and they're going to beat the shit out of them even worse. You know, I'm telling you, they don't care. The law does not care. As far as they're concerned, you're getting what you deserve. I've heard them tell them, get your ass in there. You shouldn't have been out there stealing hubcaps. You know, some stupid shit like that. But they don't care. So either, look, over there, I'm telling you, this is how terrible it was what they say. This is the the saying on on Robinson Unit. They tell them people coming off the bus, you're going to fuck, you're going to ride, or you're going to commit suicide. That's the only options you got. Ride means you're going to run with these people. You're going to pay. You're going to give them all your money. And all you get is one stamp to ride home and ask for more money. So you're going to fuck. You're going to be a little hoe and sell your ass for coffee and, and, and cookies for them. You ain't keeping none of it. You're going to ride with them, give them everything, or you're going to commit suicide. You're going to kill yourself. That's fucking sorry, but that's what goes in there, and that's the way it is. And there ain't no help. You're not going to protective custody. Maybe somewhere else, but the maximum units I've been on, they could care less. They throw you out there, the wolves, and you're on your fucking own. So, you know, you ride home and ask mama, call, tell them, call these people, call that. It ain't happening, man. There's nothing. You got no help. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. But, the, the you you know, when you say what you want, you think these people, they're, no, these people are fucking ill. They're fucking sick. And everybody in there knows it, but nobody wants to say nothing. You know, it's a, it's a lot quieter to, to uh, just to name them, you know, call them whatever you want. They're animals, they're criminals, you know, deviant, uh, 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 fucking just no help. You know, you can't help them. Throw the key away or whatever. No, man, these people are sick. And yeah, a lot of them don't want to be helped, but a lot of them do. A lot of them can cope with it. They're not just uh, left, you know, hung out to dry. You know, if they don't abuse them uh, the whole sentence and they come out and then, yeah, it's over, man. They're going to be a fucking recluse or they're going to be a super criminal or they're going to be a serial killer. Everything, you're nurtured in there. Whatever you got inside of you, it's going to be nurtured in there. If you got hate and anger, 
boy, it's going to blossom in there. But if you got some good in there, you'll find people just like you and you can help each other, encourage each other. So that's the main thing that if you go in there and you realize, hey, man, there's a lot of sick people in here. And if you're honest with yourself, if you're on your way in or somebody's coming out, a family member, whatever, and you think, man, he used to be all right and he started doing drugs and everything changed. Well, there's probably some chemical imbalance now or something, and it's a mental illness because it does with the mind. So get rid of the stigma, and it's okay, man. You know, everybody's uh, got a little something wrong with them. I'm going to get off the fucking mental shit because now I'm starting to trip. I want to get back to the violence. I feel I feel better talking about that. Oh. I can do this one.